This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Oh no, ladies and gentlemen. It's Why did we do this? Eligante. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's dressed like a whore from the future. There's a lot of stuff about Eligante that is criticized that Dylan Gott has some sizzling hot fucking takes on. Is You'll find his, later is in it the his episode. Thin ankles. He has he has thin Irish ankles. That's there's a lot of stuff that El- with Eligante where it's like everyone talks about how bad he was as a wrestler, but the other thing is like he couldn't help it. Because if you watch this dude move in the 80s, yeah. and when he's a basketball player, he's already moving like a 48-year-old man because his body wasn't meant to move that yeah. much. <laughs> it, his body was meant to die, and then in defiance of God. Yeah. Legit, he, he from 1995 on, he sat down. Yeah. The last 15 years of his life, they were like, you sit down. <laughs> and by the way, there is a there's a coda to his career that we will get into that involves one of the weirdest storylines and one of the greatest bizarre Kevin fucking Sullivan ideas ever, which I can't wait to get into. <laughs> but before we get to that, Dylan, let's take off our hats and beg for money. Ladies and gentlemen, we've launched a Patreon page. We've launched a Patreon page. Remember all those ads we had for years saying we're not going to join Patreon because we're fucking uh, not losers or something, we said? Lies. We were liars. (laughs) (laughs) We were liars. God, for love of God, begging for money Money from our fans. You guys make us happy and we're exploiting that. Think of us as Trump and your poor people. We want money. Give it to us right now. Listen, on the Patreon, there is a lot of stuff you can give money to. Very, a lot of stuff. If And again, Dylan is very much against it, but one of them is for 100,000 American dollars a month, if, you, if someone gives it to that, gives us that for one year, $1.2 million, we will fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> For $1.2 million, we will slowly, okay, passionately... Let's break this down. If we get that, how are we doing it? How are we fucking each other? In my imaginment, it is mouth-mouth and then tap-tap. Mouth-mouth, tap-tap. No, we're fucking. We're fucking like... Like, fu- like full-on... We gotta get... We have to take Cialis tablets and we both have to come on each other? I guarantee you'll be hard. Of course, I deli- I stand and deliver. <laughs> I'm just trying to find our actual page because I want to break down exactly the... Uh, pardon me. I want to break down exactly what we will be giving these nerds. Absolutely. Pause it. So, here are the... What do you say? Rewards? So, for five American American dollars a month, two and a half pounds, you get access to our exclusive Patreon feed, which will be an extra episode a month, at least, where we have discussed this, we will be talking about the films. The films are the other projects of wrestlers. We touched on this a bit, like Roddy Piper's movies. Not only they live, but the fact that Roddy Piper made a fucking go at being an R&B singer. Oh, 
Will we listen to the Macho Man's rap album? You bet your fucking oh, ass. Oh, yes, we will. We will, will do an entire month of Macho Man plus his film and television. Will we watch every Spider-Man. episode of Thunder. the Bobby Heenan show? Oh, I thought you said, no, just Bobby Heenan and uh, Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. Who has some crossover because El Gigante was in an episode and or two. don't act like I don't know. I remember Thunder in Paradise because I, that show got me right in the wheelhouse. What do you mean? They're shooting people and they got a boat? Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. I, Miami Vice with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Thank you very much, the world. Hey, the, the 90s, this is how every television show in the 90s went. It needs to have a vehicle that's from the future and a kid. No women, though. <laughs> okay, so for $10 a month, you will get to pick the intro to the show. Which is the line we have to say. Yep. At the beginning, you get to pick one of those. We will say whatever it is. Whatever it is. Go nuts. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Barring, of course, like, use common sense. Nope. I, <laughs> I remove the common sense caveat, and I say, go bananas. All right. So, bonus episode and a choice. All right. So, you get for $15. Bonus and by the episode. way, each, each, like, each subsequent w- reward comes with all the rewards previous. Yes, exactly. So then we get five sick burns for 15. Well, <laughs> are you a fucking loser? Some yeah. of you guys are fucking losers. Yeah, some of you guys eat boogers and suck at getting babes. Yeah, well, exactly. guess what? Time to get get back at your bullies. Because Dylan and I will write you each five sick burns you can drop anytime you want to. Any fucking time, man. That's $15. Sample of the burns include. All right. Hey, I hear that ladies always date. They're dads. That's not one of them. Which is why all your boyfriends keep leaving, you dumb cunt. You can say this. You can say this. You can walk up to a girl and be like, all the sex I have is consensual because I con bitches into being sensual. And then he'll laugh. Ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do to your pussy what Chris Benoit did to family values. <laughs> Break them. That one is that one is acquired, an acquired taste. All right. So for $20 a month, you will get... A bonus episode. Pick the intro. Five, six birds. And you get to pick a wrestler. You pick get to a pick wrestler. a wrestler we review on the show. Yeah. Yo, low. Obviously, that is depending on how many people uh, give $20 a month. So if you give 20 bucks a month and you're like one of the only people, you're probably picking uh, a, a wrestler re- a month. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably be a wrestler uh, a me, month. Let me, let me, let me take a, bring everyone behind the curtain. You will be picking a wrestler a month, <laughs> probably. That and uh, and yeah, but like if you pick like Macho Man, because a lot of people, you guys, obviously want us to do the big ones like uh, Austin, Rock, yeah. Macho. Like uh, those will be like if you pick like Macho Man and we do Macho Man, it'll be the entire month. Yeah, it'll be the absolutely the entire month. Um, An entire episode dedicated to whether or not he fucks Stephanie McMahon. I will go deep into the Lanny Poffo shoot interview that I I stole off the. Also, by the way. Everyone do themselves a favor. Any shoot interview that involves Lonnie Poffo, get yourself and fuck involved. <laughs> that man's description Him or of Jamie his, Dundee. Lonnie Poffo's description of his morning routine is absolutely madness. I wake up in the morning, I head straight to the basketball court. Wind sprints. It's very important to stay Who's young. alive? What? Lanny Poffo? Yeah, he's alive. No, I know. That's, he's describing his morning routine. Where's the macho man? This is the macho man's brother. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's not. He very rarely is a morning routine insane. If you're alive and your brother's dead, the morning routine. No, mor- it's not. The morning routine is very much predicated on the fact that he clearly has gotten a lot of his brother's money because he's like, then you sit in an infrared sauna I have in my house, and it's like, Lanny, <laughs> you clearly did not do well enough to afford that. 
But here's the thing about a guy like Lanny Poffo, which I'm assuming we'll do an episode on him. But, like, if you're crazy enough, here's the thing. If you're crazy enough and you have enough going on in your own mind to kind of, like, uh, keep things spinning without drugs and booze, which I assume he has, he's going to save a lot of money because he probably just, I'm assuming Lanny Poffo has all his money from being the genius, has all his money from being a contracted WCW wrestler. For the entire for length of his brother being there. Exactly. And he probably just sits and stares at a wall and thinks of ideas. Yeah. He's, by the way... All what about a dartboard, but you throw the board at the darts? What about Ooh. this? I've written another poem. He, by the way, writes, <laughs> a, he writes a lot of poems. <laughs> he writes a lot. Of, he th- we will go through the poems of Lanny Paffo. He is the Daniel Day-Lewis of wrestling. He has been the genius since 1990. Yeah. For $25 a month, guarantee yourself picking a wrestler four times a year. If you play your cards right... You'll probably just do four four full months of uh, wrestlers because yeah. if you pick like Piper, not Piper, obviously we've done Piper, but you pick Austin, you pick Rock, you pick Vince. If you pick Vince McMahon, it'll be half the year oh because you can only. We'll have to go year by year. We'll have to read like all of his autobiographies. Yeah, well, I there'll be one month of just an his upcoming stepdads. episode where I had to do a lot of research into his interviews in the mid '90s he did with Playboy and Yiper Diapers. Ooh, like they've really that guy has mellowed. Like if everyone's like he's crazy now, it's like, no, 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 he's old now. He was crazy before. <laughs> it's a man who was quoted voting, "You can't get addicted to cocaine." Yes, Vince, you can. Okay, so now. Up to $25 is the ones where we think you, you guys might do it. So now we get $5,000 a month. Picture of us uh, making our dicks kiss. Yep. That's pretty straight ahead, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You get all of the stuff we've mentioned and that photo. By the way, all of these are now predicated on uh, it's five grand for the entire year, and then you get a photo. <laughs> right. All right. For $10,000 a month, we'll stop doing this podcast. We just stop it. A lot of people don't like this show. There's a lot of women who listen to this only because their boyfriends make them, and uh, four, 120,000, 60,000 pounds. Yeah, we'll stop. We'll stop. We'll stop completely. Um, and then for 15,000, you get a cock photo, too. Yeah. We start the podcast, and you get a photo of our dicks kissing. Yeah, and just individual photos of our dicks that you can animate to fun things. Um, for $100,000 a month, we will not fuck your mom. We will Keep this in <laughs> mind. We're going to fuck most of your moms. Most of, I've already fucked a bunch of them, and yeah. you don't know. You just yeah. noticed that your mom's having a much better life. That's because she got drilled hard. Yeah. You're going to get a photo of just John coming, and if you want to see the other half, which you do not, which is your mother being pleasured more than your father ever could dream of, I'm. Let's, let's give put, us money. Let me put it this way. I've banged out some of your moms so good, I'm yep. now your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Legally. Your dad signed over the paperwork. Yeah, he he crossed his own name out of your birth my dick to do it too. Yeah, yeah. Because I have Dylan knows I have tremendously fat loads. I have notoriously <laughs> fat loads. It's one of the things people know about me. Yeah, is my loads are fat. Comedian, loads big, no third thing. Yeah, so no, on purpose. I don't need a third thing. Plus, for one point two million dollars, as we said, we will fuck on. We tape. will fuck on tape <laughs> and provide you with that tape. My wife said. You should value yourself more. And I said, that's $1.2 million, you dumb bitch. Yeah. For one video that no one's even going to care about. Yeah. Two so-so comedians fuck. Who's going to watch that on Pornhub? That would really improve our careers. Yeah. It really would. Great. (laughs) Uh, Also, I'm going to throw this fucking melon in, which is, and when you uh, subscribe to Patreon. Yes. Uh. 
All you got to do is send us an email at wrestlereview at gmail.com, and I will send you a link with all of my albums that I have recorded. That's four hours of comedy. Yeah, plus uh, we have an album together on iTunes that we've always forgot about called We, we Farted. Farted. And uh, if you become a Patreon member, we will send you that album as well. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. So you get, what, four or five hours of uh, comedy. comedy. Yeah, and that's, by the way, just different totally than Patreon. We will confirm with the email address. By the way, don't be a fucking scam artist, or this is what I'm doing to your mom. Farting on her. Yeah, and not in the way she likes it, not in the mouth. Somewhere where she can't enjoy it. We like will assault your moms. We will elegante your mom's pussy. Nice. We will sit down in them yes. and really, really change the outcome of a Halloween Havoc pay-per-view. Really, really disappoint her. Let me tell you, this is the first time in a long time that one of the farts have really made my microphone smell. Like it's a <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happened is we used to have microphones and just swap. And then I noticed was John was farting on a lot of them, so now I have my own microphone that I use. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't know what I do to that. No, I have it at my house, and it's just in my butt, and then I smell it. Yeah. I like my own butt smell. So that was, what was that, 10 minutes of us begging for money? Yeah. Let's get into the actual episode. This is El Gigante, yeah. Giant Gonzalez, uh, easily one of the biggest disappointments in pro wrestling history. Not his fault, I will say. And it's also... it's. Clearly not his fault, and also everyone who's in the creative side associated with this guy just feels terrible. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, because he was a he was a nice man. Um, career-wise, if you're looking at what former basketball players have happened to them, he's very much on top of things, though. Because here's what happened. So basically, we all know the story, I'm assuming. By 16, this guy was already 7 feet tall. So he grew 8 inches... He basically had the same thing Big Show has. He had the same thing that um, Andre the Giant has. Same where thing he Mike had Mike Jack has. <laughs> nope. Oh, yes. you mean very big? He's yeah, he's very thin and and tall. Nope. Nice. Uh, so he gets signed by the Argentine basketball team at 16. He's already seven feet tall. He grows another seven inches in like eight years. I don't know who out there has grown past 16. I was stopped growing at 14. I Not was already me. six feet no, of just solid fucking beef. Yeah, you were fucking. You were a hot kid. Yeah. Yeah, and then it all fell apart. I just dominated my teachers, male and female. Did any... Here's a question. Confused boy dominates loser teacher. Yeah. I invented that on Pornhub. Yeah. And they were all my stepsisters. Has anyone else noticed this with porn, by the way, in like the last two months? It's all now just like stepbrother, stepsister fucking. Like, what has happened? We talked about that on Genetti, and... (laughs) I can't get away from it. I don't like it. I'm off porn. Oh, yeah. They finally creeped me out. And it's not like, by the way, I've been sticking to vanilla. Oh, it's my girlfriend lives in another continent. Things have been getting bleak. <laughs> <laughs> Naked woman cries after boyfriend breaks up with her. John liked. Let's put it this way. <laughs> Lots of, of dislikes, Some of John. my Pornhub searches have not involved anything to do with sex, and yet I still <laughs> have results. Yeah. Chair. The word casual. Burnt pancakes. Um, clown. So no makeup. <laughs> in 1988, uh, Giant Gonzalez was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. No, which- no, no. That's what they've spun it as. Here's what it is: Ted Turner is at the height of his cable empire. He's sitting in his golden tower in Atlanta with his thin mustache. Him and Jane Fonda are still fondling each other's bits. Getting, fondling. Get fucking dirty. 
Here's the weird thing about Jane Fonda. There's a bunch of interviews with her. We're talking about how much sex she had in the 70s. And it's like, if your wife released basically an interview being like, yeah, I fucked a bunch of dudes and now I just got to deal with this. <laughs> I think that would speed up the divorce. Oh, it certainly did. Let me tell you this, though. Jane you Fon- talk positively about my body, Jane. There is not a decade since she turned 18 that I wouldn't have sex with Jane Fonda. Oh, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda would get all of it. Oh, she would. She would. Be- let, let me put it this way. There would be no, if it's not blood, it's cum. It would just be cum. <laughs> <laughs> Get that tattooed on your face, please. It would just be cum. I'm going to throw this out there. We're going to add this to the Patreon. For $500 million a year, Okay. a month a year, I will get both, if it's not blood, it's cum, and shut up your fat tattooed prominently on my body. Can I say? Can I ask this question? Yes. What if there's what if there's one weird millionaire that listens to this and he just ruins our lives? <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Giant Gonzalez, like we, you said, that, he, we, so that's he was, a, this is a Kevin Smith movie. So if you were, so what do you mean by spun? Like he was spun into that. What it was, it was spun into like they drafted him to the Atlanta Falcons. They saw an athlete. Uh, and, uh, so the Atlanta the Hawks. Here's something Hawks. you have to understand about basketball during this time. Now basketball has twelve players on a team. S- number wise, it's the, the most elite sport on the planet mm-hmm. because there's twelve players. There's thirty teams. Every other team, like American football, uh, football, um, rugby, all these, all these sports, they have deep. Thirty yeah. players. So, twelve people play this professionally and actually play in the game. You're looking at about eight of yeah. that twelve that actually play in the game. Five regular, five full time. Their job is safe people. So that is about what's that? 150. 150 people yeah. have basketball as their main income solidified for maybe more than like five years. Um, and, and now in and it's also look at the time because in basketball I'm I don't know nearly as much about basketball but this is also in the this is still the Larry Bird Magic Johnson years yeah so basketball money in basketball isn't as big yet money in basketball is not as big and it's also one of those things where it's a pre Jordan era they don't they have like Magic and Larry were huge but they weren't the marquee stars that Jordan yeah M- Michael Jordan in the Logan. early nineties brought this really into oh boy like yeah. He changed the he it changed was, the entire culture. Yeah, NBA was the UFC of three years ago. People don't wear basketball shoes outside yet. Yeah, really. I mean, they do. They started to, but it's just anyway. Let's put it this way: white people don't wear basketball <laughs> yeah, shoes. Okay, outside. yeah. Let's just let's call a spade a spade. I feel very uncomfortable. Let's call a whatchamacallit a whatchamacallit. <laughs> oh <we>? no, <laughs> John. So there's only two rounds right now, and it's Ted Turner. Ted yeah. Turner's a carny lunatic. Yeah. I need to fill space on cable providers. What are we going to do? The news. All the time. <laughs> Let's get the tallest guy possible. Go, go, look at, go look at CNN in the first three years, and you literally can tell that Ted Turner woke up one morning and went, this wall, film it. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> the, the CNN set before Desert Storm is a gray wall with the letter CNN and a confused weatherman going, I, 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 uh. I don't know. Like it's just something, please. Yeah, just I'm uh, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to fill time. Yeah, news at eleven. I'm gay. Uh, so 
now in the NBA at this time, there's like seven rounds. Now there's two because of how many. So basically, after the first and second round, you're just drafting weirdos because yeah. it'd be fun. So Giant Gonzalez gets drafted in the third round, the Atlanta Hawks. It turns out his knees are so bad. You could watch this. Him playing on the Argentinian and, uh, national was, team. He was scouted by the Atlanta Like, it was clear he was going to the Atlanta Hawks. There was yeah. no other team that cared about him. No. And he was clearly a freak show purchase. Yeah. And uh, he's Ted all- Turner was buying himself a giant. Yeah, and oh, he's. I'm all- surprised, by the way, that Ted Turner that he didn't just have him stand in his office and go, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> Are you boys from AOL? This is my tall man. You got a tall man back there in Silicon Valley? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my mustache. I invented television. Jane Fonda, show them your pussy. It's wide, isn't it? <laughs> you can get two dicks in there. I had a second one grown in the lab. That's how we do it in Georgia, Georgia style. We ain't never breaking up except for I treat her like a dog. They call me the Dick Ebersol of pussy in that I know Lorne Michaels. I am drunk. Are you serious? No. So, but let me. T- but Ted Turner's the best. This, this is why Ted Turner is the best. I just want to say that he, Giant Gonzalez, at seventeen, was already wearing two knee braces in the eighties when they didn't know what that was. Yeah, that was like this. But this is before wrestlers were wearing knee braces. Do you? This is. So a- wait a minute. It's like crutches, but forever. Put it on his body. Look, he can barely move. He there's yeah. one. He dunks twice, and then he literally is hey. like, nope. And then he just starts laying it in. Yeah. He's one inch from dunking, and he can't get his feet off the ground. Hey Jorge. Hey Jorge. What are those tampons? on your knees you pussy <laughs> there is a theory that many people would believe was propagated by ted turner because uh, uh jorge gonzalez aka elegante mm-hmm. um stopped playing basketball which was his pussiness gave magic johnson hiv are you serious that is an actual thing yeah. are you serious ted Turner's a doctor i don't know if you know that he's a doctor yeah yeah and then he paid someone to give him a doctor <laughs> oh no hey, i really thought that was gonna be worse than that hey vince mcmahon are you serious I'm in the wrestling business, and I'm a doctor, and I diagnose with you, diagnose you with being a fucking cuck, man. How did that call actually go, you think? Because I think that... I believe it went exactly the way that Vince McMahon says it did, except that when he, Vince McMahon hung up the phone, he then broke the telephone with his fists. <laughs> like, keep in mind, Vince McMahon that's loves... Because huge. He loves that it's Ted Turner, and he loves that he... Because it's not Ted Turner. Ted Turner had very little to do with it. It was Eric Bischoff. That's what... If anyone, and we will get into this in the coming weeks. Next week's episode is Linda McMahon. We will get into what they made Eric Bischoff do. Yeah. It was, it's Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff. That's why Vince was so angry and is never allowed to it be said that it was Eric Bischoff that beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it Ted Turner because in his mind, well, Ted Turner and him are equals. Ted Turner was just the chairman of the board and the CEO. Ted Turner was doing a thousand other things. His cable was exploding. Yeah. And also having the most costly divorce ever and also colorizing every fucking black and white film ever. It was Eric Bischoff who was just the first person to come in who had some business sense. This is how crazy wrestling is. The biggest wrestling company in the world was defeated and almost bankrupt by a guy who briefly worked in the meat industry. (laughs) No, but Bischoff, obviously he was in the AWA. He was then WWF. Bischoff had seen the WWF behind the scenes. And Very knew- briefly. He, he was only there for an audition. He didn't do anything else. Oh, he did a bit, didn't no, he? No, he didn't. Nope. His audition was so bad, uh, they would not have him. That's insane. Yeah. Todd Pettengill. Fine. Todd fucking Pettengill, man. Anyway, so I'm not going into another Todd Pettengill with that fucking mullety asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so basically... You can't. Your beat knees are too bad to be a basketball player. Be a pro wrestler. Yeah. 
There's a long-standing tradition. Like a lot of people talk a, about Andre basketball the Giant. players going into wrestling. You're right. Dennis Rodman. Nice. Carl Malone. Yes. Jorge Gonzalez. That's it. Yep. He was the forerunner. But a lot of people tell you Andre the Giant is like, they'll have you believe Andre the Giant could do a Hurricane Rana, and really it was just a different time. Because by the ni- that time the 90s rolls around, like, mind you, Giant Gonzalez probably had no exposure to pro wrestling in Argentina, or very minimal, and now he has to be... Because they, they bring him in as the dude. They don't bring him in as just like, oh, he's going to beat some jobbers. They also, by the way, they bring him in as the dude... They also bring him in as a babyface, which I'll never understand, which is, it's like... He was good. He was all right, but you bring that guy in as a fucking, like... um. No, because they thought they had the new Andre on their hands, that Andre the Giant, for most of his career, was a babyface. He was just like a yes, weird part most, of the card. But his where most would... profitable time was as a bad guy. Yes. And by the way, just recreate that with Sting. Just, like, why not do that? For no other reason than people be like, what do you mean he's eight feet tall? <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, he's eight feet. Fuck you. Measure him. Yeah. Using our ruler. Yeah, exactly. No, no, they no. Actually, they didn't in WCW. They didn't say he was eight feet tall. They said he was seven eight. Yeah, they and he that. was actually seven eight. Yeah, he was. Vince McMahon was on. He's like, he's eight feet tall. Get him a bodysuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get to that. Get him what will turn into a Halloween outfit, which is probably why they did it. We'll get into that. I don't think that was as bad as it was. But anyway, no, here. I don't think I completely agree. I think that the so they bring him in um, to WCW. The, he is brought in as sort of like Sting. They sort of had like the Sting Four Horsemen, which they never gave a name, but it was kind of like like they're the rad dudes. They're all right. Yeah. yeah, him, the Steiners, and El Gigante. Yeah, you can leave your daughter with these guys. They won't try and fuck her, but they will purchase her a very nutritious meal. <laughs> and there's a lot of these things. They won't read from the Bible, but they're okay if she does. El Gigante always had small friends. Like he goes up against Sid. Here's a crazy thing. Before they put him in a red belly top. That's the first crazy thing. What? Where they're like, get me some bicycle shorts. Yeah, bicycle shorts. Low boots. Yeah. And a belly top. He's a giant. I never understood why they hated his physique so much because he doesn't look particularly bad. He's thin. That's the problem with him. He, he had a wide torso, though. He was. And it's also put him in the ring with tiny people. Like, yeah. Build him up where it's like, and do things like, under the giant, by the way, how they got him over was. You just did a battle royal and he beat the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, he just beat everybody. Or he beat, like, he never would do... It's something they use later for Vader, which was he would never beat one jobber. He would beat two or three. Yeah. And they do it briefly with Sid as well in the WWF, very briefly. But it's yeah. like, make it that sort of thing. Make it a an attraction. It's interesting. They don't do anything with that. They just are like, he's Sting's pal. But here's the thing. He's the moose to Sting's Archie. And <laughs> Ric Flair is the rapey Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> But the thing is, Giant Gonzalez is maybe the worst wrestler ever. And I mean that with complete I, knowledge. He might be the worst wrestler I ever. I don't disagree. I think that part of the problem was no training. There's no way he had any... Like, how quickly he goes from basketball to wrestling is crazy. But that's not even... It's just a coordination thing. Yeah, it's also... His body's not built for that type of athleticism. And it's also... They didn't protect him. The, the other thing that, and this is true, 
up until you get the big show. The WWF knows how to build up a big guy. Like, they know how to do it. They know how to put him in that slot. You should say this. They know how to make, like, an 80s big guy. They know how to make an 80s big guy. Yeah. Like, they're kind of forced to with Brock Lesnar now because Lesnar asked for so much money. Yeah. But if they had basically booked Lesnar, like, booked Big Show like he was Lesnar in the late 90s, we would think Big Show was the fucking best. Win three, well, they, lose one, was, four times a year. That, that was the thing, but that was the reason why they did that was because Big Show was making so much money. Yeah. They just wanted him on every TV program. They yeah. should have just had him come out occasionally and be like, how the fuck is... Yeah. Like... Yeah, everyone else is, everyone else tops out at 6'6". Six, six. This guy's a half foot taller than Keep everybody. in mind, like, they did a thing. With the problem with that is they defeated the Big Show right away because they had Stone Cold stunner him. And it's like, no, yeah. that does you can't stunner him. Yeah, not immediately. Yeah. But with El Gigante, he comes in and his two finishers, the choke slam and the claw. Now, here's the thing. Everyone talks about Sid Vicious and how shitty he was, Sid Justice, how shitty he was as a wrestler. Here's where Sid Justice was great. He understood... And El Gigante didn't understand How this to because... pound his chest and then fist bump it for a row. I completely agree. <laughs> but he never had... He had four years of an indi- like a scumbag indie promoter being like, listen, you are big. They are small. These men here, these truck drivers, make them call their wives and tell them they can't walk. That is your job. Yeah. Because you... Here's how you do a choke slam. Pick the, They will jump for you. Pick them up. They will think you're going to slam them on the back. What Just you want to do is... yeah. Drop, Drop them like a piece of shit. You just realized what you was in your hands. Whereas what Giant Gonzalez does, he chokes the guy with both hands, and then, I, honestly, I, I, I've seen this a lot of times. Is people kind of like sandbagged him? I think because they were jealous. Like even yeah. Jobbers kind of sandbagged him, and he's not that strong, so he would barely pick them up. Every choke slam Giant Gonzalez did, if you if you want to look at them, and then look at the choke slam that the Undertaker gave Hulk Hogan during Hulk Hogan's like third run in the Fed. Yeah, barely gets him up. Slowly puts them down, and then is still choking them, and pins them. Or he does the claw, or he invented what my f- I think my favorite finisher of all time is. They invented it for specifically Giant Gonzalez. I can't find this anywhere else. But Bison Smith used to use this finisher, which is a claw. Yeah. Into a ch- choke slam. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Grab his head, pick him up, slam. Which I, by the way is what I always thought they should have done because I remember that finisher too because he did it as Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. They should have done that for Kane. That should have been Kane's variation on the choke slam, yeah. as opposed to also doing the choke slam. Yeah. But every time, his selling never got any better. Now, because what you can say is like, oh, he was never taught how to wrestle. But I think more so, he never really cared to learn because his selling in 1989 is the same as his selling four years later, where he gets punched in the head and he acts like. I would say no. I would say his selling got vastly worse in the WWE. Like yeah, his. Uh, we'll get to it after the break. His WrestleMania 9 match, it's I, the only wrestling match I've ever seen where you can see one of the wrestlers actively thinking like, one, two, three, and feign pain, and I'm almost <laughs> in the back, and I'm almost in the back, yeah. and I'm going to line a bathtub of ice. Downtown Bruno, get me a cocktail and tell me stories about the mafia. <laughs> but every time he gets punched, it's like, he kind of acts like uh, Sylvester does when he gets hit with a rock. <laughs> He's just like, whoa. But that's the thing is, it's also he was never taught, how, like, never get any offense. But here's what the thing is. If you, t- it, like, it's literally, if that guy punched you. Yes. It should have been like, you've just been shot with a gun. Yeah. But every one of his punches was, slowly raise your arm and put it on the guy's back. Yeah. 
it's like I'm trying to really intensely scratch but it's also your like, back. But if you look at how Andre did, like it's basically just teach him how to wrestle the way Andre did when Andre could barely move. Yeah. Which is basically he stood in the middle of the ring and then when he grabbed you, he would just feign like he was angry and just act like you're dying. Yeah. Like a big portion of Andre the Giant matches in the late 80s, early 90s is he grabs someone by the throat and just goes, <laughs> I would think he's, I think he oddly, and you wouldn't say this for being like a pro wrestler, but he didn't have a bunch of a mean streak to just like, I'll fucking throw you. You figure out how you're gonna fall. Like I was talking about with the Sid Justice thing. Absolutely. He's so careful because to not he, hurt everybody. Because he also didn't go through exactly what you said. Four years of like a man who you can see the gut from underneath their t-shirt <laughs> being like, hey, 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 Venezuelan gay. You know, you do that again. <laughs> I will slap you with my dick. <laughs> Or the best one of uh, when guys, when you see them and they're that kind of fat, where it's like, oh, that guy's got a normal T-shirt on and a tan-colored fanny pack. Oh, my God, that's still his belly. Yes. How is his belly flat but just down? I'll never forget. It looked, I saw Carney at the Ottawa uh, the exhibition. Okay. And it literally looked like he was holding a grocery bag, but the grocery bag was his stomach fat. Mm. Like, same consistency mm. of a fucking... It was a flesh bag. Oh, I'm fucking coming. Yeah, you are, too. Oh, there's it's so a, it's much like a bunch of, of spaghetti it. coming out of his dick. <laughs> They're all... It's uncooked spaghetti. Yeah. It hurts. It's thin... Deesh, deesh, deesh. Thin, brittle ropes of oh, cum. Oh, yeah. Oh. I shoot ropes. I shoot fucking Elegante ropes, goes into a bro. program with Ric Flair. Why? I'll never fucking know. And I gotta tell you... The Ric Flair, Ric Flair screaming at Elegante is, I, I really enjoy it. He's, for some reason, in a cardigan phase of uh, <laughs> of his fashion. Wasn't this the Jim Hurd era where they wanted him to get yes, a diamond hair. ring, but then he I guess he settled on cardigan? No, he's, he, they wanted him to get a diamond earring and be called Spartacus. I wish that had happened. Do you understand how much crazier Ric Flair's career would have been? It would have been great. If for like a year he was Spartacus? It might have ruined everything. Yeah. I'm from Rome. I gotta fuck you. <laughs> I got a chariot sting. Woo. <laughs> um, How many nurses do you think Ric Flair sexually assaulted in that coma? I'd say it's two. In the coma, he's like, "Oh, sorry, I thought you were Charlotte." <laughs> oh, he gets tasty. Sometimes Rick wants a taste. He wants a little taste. There's a part of me that wants to read Charlotte's book just to see like all the time jumps because you know that like there's years that where it's like like well, could talk about that but that was just like when my dad was just drinking kamikazes in the house and anytime any glassware he found he just threw it and just went bitch off <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that she probably got the best of rick flair because he was home a lot only because they wouldn't let him wrestle yeah and also she was a girl so he wasn't like he wasn't like going into a room and drinking beers and just being like you're the future, Reed. You're the future. <laughs> Here's how you fuck them, even when they don't want it. I don't know why that's Roddy Piper now. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Roddy had some You can some, say many things about Roddy Piper. Had some meetings. I don't think Roddy Piper cheated on his wife. Oh, I don't think so either. I think that... I think, I think he did a lot of cocaine to keep that at bay. <laughs> yeah. As a friend of mine once described when he had sex with four different women in the final week of a comedy festival, and, Hello. and, and they were all at one at a. Good, I'm your friend. They were at a goodbye party. They were at like the final festival party. This is about me. And he walked in, and they were all sat at a table and turned to him slowly, and he w he was just like, "I had two hundred dollars in my pocket, and I walked up to the bar and I spent all of that 
in I want to say half an hour because if I'm going to get yelled at, I do not want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was me, except for I spent two hundred dollars. They all got drunk. Five way. Bam. You do love group sex. Uh, yeah. I wear a lot of robes. <laughs> yeah, I wear a lot of tiger skin robes. It's what's weird is he puts on a robe for each woman he's about to have sex with, so sometimes it's a very yeah. thick. And I start out with a beard, and then I change my facial hair configuration because so, some girls are just sideburns. You know what I mean? Do they just deserve the sideburns. Do you, do you look in their eyes and go, you're getting the chops? And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. shaving your face? <laughs> I, they have to watch me shave. Yeah. And then the whole time they splunk. Ugh. They splunk the whole time, John. I don't like the phrase splunk. For those of you confused, by the way, they, their pussies are so moist. I'll make a bitch no touch squirt. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of the fat? I ran out of, have you heard ran of, out of pee. It's just squirt. Have you heard That's of the fatbergs they're finding in London and plumbing? What? So there's like a huge amount of people that are using all these like specific types of fats that go down sinks, such as like moisturizers, coconut oil, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's congealing. Into these fucking like basically icebergs of fat that are just in pipes. Uh, that's what that's, uh, my that's what Dylan does to women's pussies. They drop yeah. it like drops out. Yeah. Like how like it's like it's like this noise. They squirt and it yeah. They squirt and it curdles. Like but it pre curdles. Like they have to get it. It's like a baby, but it's just pussy juice. <laughs> Have we dropped a shark on talking about cum? I don't. I think. I think we're in the the, the ocean with sharks. But I don't <laughs> think we've, we've jumped it yet. <laughs> Let's get back. I'll do El Gigante. He's probably in one of the worst matches of o- overall, where uh, the Chambers of Horror. Oh no! It is not one. the worst match. Which one is? There's there's worse matches. That match is. I, I'll. Th- it's a. If you're going pure wrestling, supposed to be a yeah. faux combat sport. Yeah. Horrific. I'll say this, an incredibly watchable match. It is it is the movie I'll the, tell you why. It is the movie the room of pro wrestling matches. Yeah. It's it's so much out there. It's great. And by the way, actually electrified. They actually electrified. <laughs> of course they Abdullah the Butcher was like, Don't fake it. I ain't no pussy. Because it's not the first Chamber of Horrors match. And yeah. the same thing happened, which is they did one which was Terry Funk and uh, the great Muda when they were the JT Corporation versus Sting and Ric Flair. Okay. And it was an actually electrified cage. Okay. And the problem with it was is they di- put a bunch of Halloween direc- decorations on it, and so they all caught fire. And so to put them out, um, the f- opening spot was Muda was going to spray mist in Sting's eyes, and instead Muda just climbed the ropes and sprayed the mist into the fire and put it out. Because <laughs> he was like, I am not getting paid enough for this. <laughs> yeah. So the best part of the match to me is that, all right, so Cactus Jack and Sting are in a feud. Here are the two best things about the match. Firstly, Cactus Jack and Stinger in a feud. Cactus Jack comes down with a chainsaw, and then he just, and then the Ste- Rick Steiner attacks him and takes the chainsaw, and then decides he doesn't need the chainsaw. That's how big of a man Rick Steiner is. Rick Steiner. I would have loved if he just ch- sawed off actual arms. Oh. It's like I win the match if for it, real. If it, that was two thousand Scott Steiner, I was gonna say he would have used that chainsaw. That ch- like that chainsaw would have been like. Mick Foley would have been murdered on pay-per-view. Yeah. He would have top- He would have st- actually stopped it with his dick. He would have broke the chainsaw by trying to saw his dick, and then his dick would have broke the chainsaw. And then he would have just... Oh, he didn't say holla holla My holla. peaks! My freaks! Yeah. I couldn't uh, try to cut my pubes with a chainsaw. It didn't work. Did the chainsaw go down? The big bad booty. The big... Uh, the big dad booty. You fucking fat red dick. I got a fat dick. You booty trying to go... <laughs> Let me tell you right now, Kimberly Page, you said you didn't want to fuck with news on you. When you fall asleep, I fucked you. 
Yeah, Bill Steiner, Scott Cosby. <laughs> um, and then the best thing is El Gigante comes out. No, no, you've missed the whole part, which is one of the. the way I'm just saying this. El Gigante. The camera was never on El Gigante in the match. No, they never. They, they were like, all right, he's there. By the time because the Ric Flair thing just peters out, they do. A, there's an infamous promo that Jim Ross will talk about at any fucking chance. Yeah, where he sat down with El Gigante and was like. Here's what I need you to say. Yeah, you were angry at Ric Flair. And then they go to the promo, and he's like, so what do you have to say? And he goes, I'm going to kill you, Ric Flair. Anything else? I will kill you, Ric Flair. All right. Okay. So they have given up on this fucking guy now. Yeah. And this match, okay, a couple of things that happened. Now, how you win the match is you put someone in an actual electric chair. Yes. And then you flip a switch. I'm sure everyone listening to this is probably familiar with it, but this is just for if you're 16 and discovering yourself. The switch, by the way, was on. You had to climb the cage to get to it. Mm -hmm. They had not secured it properly. So when the cage came down and secured, the switch just fell into the on position. And Mick Foley noticed it. And so at the beginning of the match, he stops fighting everybody and just climbs up the cage and fixes it. (laughs) Of it, course it does. It ends, by the way, if they put either Sting or one of the Steiners in the chair, and then they swap it, and then Cactus Jack electrocutes Abdullah the Butcher. The match literally ends with, then we murdered a man. Yeah. And uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Also, uh, Bill Alfonso was his, like, um, what do you want to say? He was charged with, like, just taking care of him? Yeah, he was... It's this weird thing. Which is amazing, because it's like, who's going to take care of him? Oh, the guy who we need everyone to take care of. Yeah. Oh, the guy who looks like if the person who invented child porn was one (laughs) Hey, uh, who's going to take care of him? Oh, that stubbed-out cigarette with legs. (laughs) (laughs) Still, though, some of the best promos of ECW ever. Sabu! 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 <laughs> I'm really good. Sam and Robert Day, we're gonna come in my title. Get you Also, that said, the Bill Alfonso Francine match is. Oh, you mean Beulah? Beulah McGillicuddy, pardon yeah. me. Is fucking great. They are literally like they look like yeah. they fell through razor blades, but they just—it's just two people beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. If you want to see a man hit a woman and the woman says, no, I don't fucking care. That's exactly what and the match is. jack off yeah. to it. Um, it's a precursor to those pornos Bill where the Alfonso women wrestle and then they finger each other. <laughs> um. <laughs> John Hastings, speechless. Yeah, I'm just picturing it. I just won. I'm, I've got such a hard boner right now. All of the blood's in my dick. If you like a sturdy woman, my imagine ha- two of them wrestling. Oh, yes. <laughs> Terrifying. This is going to be called the Porno Review. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that would be the worst spin-off ever. Just <laughs> Hey, describe the wrestler review. What would you think they would talk about? That. Oh. Yeah. Just <laughs> just complain about porno and then swear. Uh, uh, we should actually take a break. We'll get El to Gigante bows out of WCW because they went they I assume someone burst into Ted Turner's office and went, "Oh for fuck's sake." You know what really probably happened? His contract expired, and they said no. Yeah, rookie deal in the NBA is three years. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, because they were just paying off his deal. Wasn't that awesome, though, to be like... I mean, obviously, El Gigante would have rather just been on the Atlanta Hawks, wore a suit every day, and sat down. I think, by the way, he got more exposure. He's still... he Within the wrestling world, he is in the top 50 most famous wrestlers of all time. 
What? He is one of the more remembered wrestlers. Yeah, just because the, you couldn't have a guy that big and not put him at the top of the card, I suppose. Yeah. But, and I mean, obviously they did. Like, And, by the way, what they try to do with him in the WWF is, if it had worked, it would have been great. Spoiler alert, it did not work. Much like everything in WC, if you're talking about WWF and WCW in the early 90s, um, everything in the WWF is way more, it's more like of a concerted effort and they bail quicker because they don't have, because they're not playing with company money Yeah, and it's more memorable. So we'll talk about that afterwards. And the other thing that happens in between 92 is that it wouldn't have happened, obviously, if he was on the Atlanta Hawks just at the end of the bench is he gets into acting, which we'll have to talk about. Thunder in Paradise? Thunder in Paradise? Baywatch. He was on an episode of Baywatch. He was on an episode of Hercules. Of course. He was on a TV movie of Hercules. Fuck an episode, baby. The journey continues. The journey continues. We'll talk about that after After the the break. break. Hey, everybody. Before you enjoy this delightful episode of The Wrestle Review, myself, John Hastings, and Dylan Gott want to tell you to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash The Wrestle Review. Patreon.com backslash Wrestle Review. Patreon.com backslash Wrestle Review. Give money and receive... Offers such as bonus episodes, the chance to pick which wrestler we review on next week's episode, maybe, and John might get a Barry Darso tattoo. And this. He farted. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Farting. Ah, now we're getting into the dark days of the WWF. They got a neon entranceway, and everyone's Titantron video is just a graphic with their names and some neon writing. <laughs> well, this the is- Undertaker is in a feud with one Harvey Whippleman. Also known as the dude who watches kids baseball and knows the stats. <laughs> <laughs> Without having a kid on the team. Yeah. Ooh, looks like little Jimmy's playing good. He's almost earned it. I tell people I'm a doctor just because I like carrying around a black leather bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, Giant Gonzalez does the thing that makes you a bad guy in 1993. What's that, John? Full bodysuit? <laughs> Grows a beard. <laughs> <laughs> he grew a beard. Grew a beard. That man... Let's talk about the full body suit. What does it say about Vince McMahon where he's like, he's got to be huge. The man who told Vince McMahon about, um, what the fuck is that type of design? The Ultimate Warriors did it as well. Airbrushing? Airbrush trunks. There's a dark place in hell because this is definitely, this is the end of Vince McMahon being like, airbrush it. Yeah. Here's the thing though. That bodysuit, I will say this, um, kind of worked because he looked kind of like Sabretooth, who is the main villain for Wolverine. Correct. He did con- Only difference. Sabretooth actually had muscle definition. Yeah, Sabretooth was at- like Sid Justice with the bodysuit on. Yeah, at this point, Eligante is a man with no knees, just like he would hobble to the ring, get in, go, ah, and then s- get tired. Never fell down. Yeah. Basically, this is the one where they talk about how The Undertaker was de- undefeated at WrestleMania. Uh, well, one of those defeats, one of those wins was via DQ because Giant Gonzalez put chloroform Before on we him. get to that, how they debut him is he comes in. At, oh, yeah, it's he, crazy. He yeah. comes in at Royal Rumble and just eliminates him. Yeah. From outside the ring, basically. Just reaches in. Bloop. Yeah. And it's one of those. He, The Undertaker, this, uh, this starts the... Um, Undertaker Hogan, if you think about it that way. The Undertaker was never as over as Hulk Hogan. 
because it was a different character. Yeah. But he is the new dude where they have monsters come in and, this and is lay him out motionless, and then the Undertaker overcomes them. And this is the this is the Empire Strikes Back of the monster trilogy of its first Kamala, where they basically go the Undertaker murdered him. How he put him in a casket yeah. and buried him somewhere, and now he's <laughs> dead. Because <laughs> Hulk Hogan will be like, "Oh, he beat him," and now, and then maybe a couple months later, he comes back and he's changed because Hulk Hulkamania ran wild through him, and he realized, you know what? Sometimes it's just nice to be a good person. No, oh. the Undertaker murders people and they die. Yeah, and they're just gone. He's dead. This is also one of the many times when they would just do Undertaker promos where he's in a wood shop building things, which is the best. Oh, yeah, where he's building an extra special big casket for whoever that it is. That was for Yokozuna, but yeah. that's the best. Yes! Oh, yeah! But The Undertaker, I don't think, during this period, gets enough credit for his selling, just because he was like, oh, I'm, if I'm dead, then they killed me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he gets So The Undertaker really puts over Giant Gonzalez, and Giant Gonzalez cannot sell. Evidently, his by the is way, shit. against his own will. Like, this was apparently where... Undertaker was started like, drawing the line and being like, "Okay, I have enough tenure in this company to be like, fuck you." Yeah, never again. Yeah, could you give me someone I could work with, please? And they're like, "What about this fat guy?" Yeah, what about King Kong Bundy? Yeah, no, it's first Yokozuna, and then it's King Kong Bundy. Okay, so they just start being like, "Well, we can't get anyone taller. How about fatter?" Yeah. How about Brian Lee dressed as you? Yeah. What about you? You wrestle you. <laughs> we are out of ideas. But he comes in with a lot of fanfare. There's a lot of, obviously, crossover between him and a man we all know as the Punjabi pusshound, the Grey Kali. Very much so, although it's odd. He does make he makes the fucking Great Kali look like goddamn fucking... He really does. I watched some Great Kali matches after I watched Giant Gonzalez, and good lord. Oddly... It's weird that they had the giant, like anything, anytime you're a large guy in the early 90s, you just get a push. And it's so weird that they didn't do that with Kurgan, I was thinking, because like Kurgan kind of had the look and the musculature and everything. And like, I don't understand why they didn't go with Kurgan like they went with Giant Gonzalez, really. I think it was just a different time, I suppose. It's also Vince McMahon didn't like Kurgan and didn't like the way he was brought in or something like that. Like, it's one of those things where he was just like, don't care for him. But I why think does he have black tips on his fingers? <laughs> That's true. But Kurgan looked mean as fuck. Yeah, he did. He's a great, he's, and, uh, is he the bad guy? He's in a, he's a villain in a movie, too. Oh, they're all, vill- this is when Giant Gonzalez starts, because here's how, watch. yeah, but here's, how does Giant Gonzalez really get out of the WWF? He chloroforms the Undertaker, which was not part of the original plan. He actually really? did that. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real chloroform. Real chloroform. It actually almost and the Undertaker, killed Mark Holloway. And the Undertaker actually came back out, and he was like, you know what? This real chloroform deserves a lot of punches. Again, everyone talks, oh, wrestling's shit now. It's like, watch WrestleMania 9 is madness. It's so bad. It's got like me. There's a Bob Backlund match in it for no reason. Doesn't mean anything. Like the Giant Gonzalez Undertaker match was probably Who's the one Giant of the Gonzalez? hottest. Shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. Oh, I will as soon as you stop being a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Oh, guess what? I'm gonna splash you with my cum. No, you're not. I'm gonna fill a kiddie pool with you one. You have none load. of it. There's none of it. There's no. You don't have a pool of your cum. You have a thimble. No, I don't. Two drips. Shut up. At least. Three. Oh, are those eye drops? No, that's John's whole load. Yeah, if the eye was belonging to the giant Gonzalez, he had big eyes. Nope. No, we did not. Uh, I think they got the most out of him, though. Would you say that? 
I would think that they did. I think that they, like, it's one of those things where it's like, what are we going to do with this piece of shit? All right. I guess we did that. Norman Gacy Undertaker, he loses once. They tried to turn him face because he turns on Harvey Whippleman. And really, he has like a, what, like six, seven month run in the WWF. Here's how it comes. He lays out the Undertaker, which is at the time their strongest character. Yeah. Murders the fucking Undertaker. Um, Comes, beats down the Undertaker at WrestleMania. They have a return match and a chloroform match. And the Undertaker beats Giant Gonzalez. Mm. Giant Gonzalez turns on Harvey Whippleman. And his last appearance was in a battle royal on Raw. And he got eliminated by literally every wrestler. So... There's no, like, if this makes any sense, he kind of left the company as strong as you could. Yeah. Because that first impression, like, he laid out The Undertaker. The only time anyone went over The Undertaker that solidly was The Great Cali. And The Great Cali got what wrestling was way more than Giant Gonzalez because, like I said, like, how Giant Gonzalez was, like, really a nice man and he really was trying to not hurt anybody. The Great Cali was like, oh, I'll just throw them and they'll, they'll die. And he had two finishers. The John Gonzalez had two finishers, but terrible. Like, terrible, terrible moves. Terrible selling. He couldn't move. Um, the worst everything in wrestling history. Yeah. And got pretty far. He got pretty far because he was huge, though. And it's one of those things where if he had been a slightly better worker, they would have kept him around. I think if they've, like, he would have been best served. Mo- like, I mean, he didn't. He went into acting is what happened. Basically, his knees were fucked. He went into acting. He did some acting on Baywatch um, where he was friends with a little boy. Have you seen the Baywatch episode? No, I've seen the Thunder in Paradise episodes. Here's what happens in the Baywatch episode Bear with in Giant Gonzalez. For those of you who don't know Baywatch, the premise is they're lifeguards. Giant Gonzalez. What's his last name, John? Gonzalez. Goddamn right. So he is in a Latino gang as the enforcer. Even though he's just like a nice man wearing a bunch of like very, very brightly colored tops and his best friend's a little boy. And then they have a whole song, a montage about friendship and how nice it is to have friends. And the little boy gets hurt in some way because of the gang. And then no, the gang surrounds Giant Gonzalez and he gets scared and falls into uh, a lake. David Hasselhoff saves him from drowning and then... He starts a new career making artisan crafts by the beach. <laughs> artisan crafts? That show that show was on for more than a day. Baywatch Baywatch made David Hasselhoff a like multi multi millionaire cuz he took all of his money from what the Night Rider. Night Rider put it into Baywatch. And then basically shopped around networks being like here's the premise for a show these chicks got huge tits. And everyone was like that sounds stupid. He's like Here's the other premise. All the male bodyguards are balding except for me because <laughs> I have to look good. All the male bodyguards in that show clearly... I, They're younger and they also all have flaws. Well, here's the other thing I was thinking is that David Hasselhoff, because everyone thinks uh, Jugs Ahoy, Pam Anderson, <laughs> is the reason why I was famous. And Yasmin Bleach and Donna D'Errico. By the way, Donna D'Errico... Num, 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 num. And also has gone so... Cr- like She's the type of Christian where you're like, oh, no. No. Yes. Yes, 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 So here's another reason I think why it was famous, because I watched it with a different lens, watched it with a 2017 lens. All, all of the male bodyguards, other than David Hasselhoff in the mean, early years. You mean lifeguards? They're not bodyguards, you fucking so idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. They're all bears. <laughs> They're all bears, John. <laughs> Something for mommy and something, something for, for daddy. Yeah. 
all on the same. They're all just grab you, missionary. It's in. You're pregnant because I don't waste time. Now I got to do the garbage for the next three weeks. I'm going to organize my screws by alphabetized. Gonna double dip in the honey jar. <laughs> Who wants to fuck me? All bears. Booyah. Rawr. Bear watch. Yeah. Ooh, save me from drowning with your cock. Rawr. 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 <laughs> So he does the Thunder in Paradise. What happens to the Thunder in Paradise episodes, John? He's because a thug for various for a yep. a gang that also includes Vader, who <laughs> sucker punches uh, Hulk Hogan, and it's brought up about four times in the pilot. I he let you sucker punch him. I don't. And this is the other thing is, Hogan asked for Giant Gonzalez to be in that show because Hulk Hogan only understands wrestling. Yeah. Oh, should we get an actual actor to be a bad guy? No. Get a legitimate physical threat from the 80s. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the amount of wrestlers that are in that. Jimmy Hart plays the Cabana Boy. Jim the Anvil Nyhart's in an episode. Sting plays a rapist in an underwater prison. <laughs> yeah. But Which I'll never stop. Also, the 90s had a weird obsession with prisons in weird locations where everyone's controlled by callers. Yes. Well, I mean, that was the... Because there was a whole fascination with Alcatraz, right? We talked about that in the Piper episode. But there's like the underwater prisons thing was very a very yeah. 90s thing. Here's what I want to say though: if Hulk Hogan had stayed with the WWF through 1994, Giant, oh, Giant Gonzalez would have six month more run. Yes, absolutely, and would have been Hulk Hogan the Hulk Hogan Giant Gonzalez match would have gone down as the it could have ended that company. Yeah, like everyone simultaneously would have been like, it's a man falling on a broom. Goodbye. Yeah, and he was. So that's pretty much the end of his wrestling career, really, other than some matches in New Japan and against Nails, where here's how that oh, Nails match yeah. works. <laughs> they both choke each other. John Gonzalez wins, chokes him more, and that's the match. And then he was about to have a run brought back in. Halloween Havoc. Yeah. As? The Yeti. Yeah. But then he sent a fax that said, me, no knees, you, bye-bye, nope. I assume. It's way better. What he is it? Backstage. And didn't tell them he had diabetes and had a diabetic shock and had to go back to the hotel. So they were just like, uh, Reese, you're the Yeti now. And that and they just put it on Reese and had him go to the ring as the Yeti. The whole reason was they had all these giants is that for the World War Three pay-per-view, um, Kevin Sullivan wanted to have a giant in each ring. as like, And then each person would have to either kill the giant or conquer the giant. And then they would get the uh, world title. That kind of makes sense. Sort of. I guess. Because it, it's, it's diminishing returns because it's the giant who you've put over, the Yeti, where it's like, yeah. what the fuck? And then Reese, who was like, who would have Reese been if he wasn't the Yeti? I think that you just basically. If you the Yeti! A, if you bring in a bunch of giants at the same time, you mm -hmm. do it almost like that fucking, oh my God, I'm going to get crucified for this, but that tag team on NXT that Paul Ellering's now managing. Um, the Authors of Pain or whatever? Yeah. Bring him. A, Here's these guys are all really tall. They're all wearing military gear. Beat them all. They're a bunch of henchmen. Congratulations. It's just me. Is Paul Ellering not aged since 1999? You at the secret? You know how they say black don't crack? The secret to white guys uh, bald looking? Yeah, you just shave it all. Shave it all. Yeah. How old is Joe Rogan? Is he 38? Is he 96? No one fucking knows. Yeah, no one knows. Paul Ellering and Joe Rogan look the same age. And just get some just for men, but only use it on your goatee, because then no one will really notice. 
You're golden. And also, are by you the way, 90 or are you And have effectively 50? the same speaking style. I'll talk slowly at the beginning and then wrap it up at the end. Oh. I was reading the Wall Street Journal because I'm the only one of these three that can read. Yeah. <laughs> I was using a newspaper. Not for shitting! <laughs> <laughs> Again, I still say uh, my favorite promo in the history of WrestleMania is the Legion of Doom promo at WrestleMania 8. Yeah. It's got everything you need for a crazy early 90s, late 80s promo. Name them off. Okay, you got a man yelling. Yes. A man speaking in threats. Yes. And then a man just making weird metaphors that go nowhere. <laughs> well, Gene, since the yellow... Oh, no, the hawk thing is the best. Well, Gene, since we got here, we've been a runaway train here. Nobody driving. Pretty scary, huh? Now look who's driving. Even scarier. And then it turned For up. the debut of a manager, they put over Paul Ellering coming to the WF like the Holocaust is about to begin. <laughs> Bobby Heenan's just going, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is, Gorilla? And in classic wrestling commentator form, no, don't know who that is. And suddenly I know oh, his name. No, I don't, buddy. So Here's the thing about wrestling that I would like to stop. Yes. Can commentators stop pretending they don't know the theme songs to wrestlers? That still drives me insane. Like Rob Van Dam music plays because inexplicably he'll get brought back for another run. Who could this be? Well, it is one of a kind, and it's Rob Van Dan's name on the screen. So evidently, we're being led to believe that Michael Cole neither can hear nor nor see. <laughs> I someone's tapping my shoe. That means there's an occurrence. What was Giant Gonzalez's theme music? I don't know. Kids crying. No, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna grab you. Yeah, it's just the sounds of two bones rubbing. The kid taker. Yeah, just Ted Ted Turner laughing. I'm <laughs> home. So Giant Gonzalez was done basically everything because when they found out he had diabetes and they wanted him to be he wanted diabetic shock backstage for the last 50, he just very he lived the last 15 years of his life on a farm in Argentina. Yeah. Probably made a lot of money. Yep. Probably couldn't get drugs cuz no drug dealer is going to sell drugs to the 8 foot tall man. <laughs> <laughs> the least conspicuous drug yeah. deal. Yeah. Why is that sketchy guy talking to that lamppost? Arrest him. Arrest him. <laughs> um Dylan what is the best thing? His height. That's it. His height. Uh, maybe the bodysuit. I didn't think the bodysuit was that bad. Just judging as a child back then, I didn't really see anything bad about it. I mean, watching it as an adult. But if you're, it's kind of weird to be watching early '90s wrestling as an adult too, because it couldn't have been more aimed at kids. And I've said this before, but the only difference between wrestling then and wrestling now is that more kids watched wrestling than adults back then. So it kind of all Yeah, those same kids are now watching wrestling and they're us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Those kids are now named John and Dylan and have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So what about you? What's your favorite thing about Giant Gonzalez? Stick with me for this. I think the best thing is, is how surprisingly not bad his promos were in WCW. He based, was a clear talker. Based on say his, that. Based on his yeah, he was he delivered a point. Based on he everyone's gonna hate it. He better promo than Andre because Andre was just like he stuck a bunch of marbles in yeah, the guys. Yeah, Andre's mouth. promos were uncomfortable. It was just like Andre, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I've got wine and Arnold Scoland has a baby for me to fucking eat. 
I can't stop it crying. Also, here's why he's a better person than Andre the Giant. Very few stories of him just being a sociopath. Every yeah. story about Andre the Giant that isn't he passed out somewhere is like, oh, then he took a shit in my mouth when I had a spinal injury. <laughs> he was the, I'll never forget the one time I didn't see Andre at the arena. It was at my wife's funeral when he just drove by laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess you get what's the worst thing about Giant Gonzalez? His ring attire in WCW. Worse than his in-ring. Yeah. Uh, is it w- yeah. I would totally say that. It was worse than his in-ring ability was that fucking red shirt. So weird. It's weird. It felt like the WCW costume budget at that time was just like, what did we find in the arena? Yeah. You went to a weird dollar store somewhere and you bought some tights and then that fine. Yeah. Whatever. And they didn't really merchandise things as much. So Giant Gonzalez, you're putting them at the top of the card, but you didn't really give them any except merch. Except for one thing. Uh, they had a set of cards that I bought from a comic book store for $4 that was like, a box of WC. You remember, like, this sounds crazy, but there was a time when, like, everything had cards, like rest, like baseball cards, but they were wrestling cards, and they were Jim Hurd era WCW cards. Yeah, I got those. Yeah, I have. I think that my mom still has them. I yeah. had because I had a box. This is how interesting I was as a kid. Is I would just like if like I bring them with me and just read like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget so interesting. back of the Ric Flair card. One of them said, fun fact, they all had fun facts. I think Giant Gonzalez is, or El Gigante is from Argentina Ooh. and played basketball. Ooh. Ric Flair's was uh, Ronald Reagan's favorite wrestler. That's so funny. Of course he's Ronald Reagan's <laughs> favorite, favorite wrestler. wrestler. Ric Flair was very prominent in the Republican Party in the 80s and early 90s, and there was a couple of times where they were like, well, that was his character. Let's have him run as the governor of North Carolina. Like when Jesse Ventura won in Minnesota, a bunch of wrestlers were approached of you should run too. Jerry yeah. Lawler ran for the mayor of Memphis and famously lost. Well, that's what's happening now with Kid Rock. Oh. Kid Rock, mark my goddamn words, future senator of Michigan. I also can we just make Michigan if that happens, can we make Michigan its own country called and then bomb it to fuck and then just replace it? What was the t-shirt he was wearing right after Trump got elected? Amerifuckistan. <laughs> it said all the places that voted for uh, Republican, all the states were highlighted as America, and then all the Democratic states were Amerifuckistan. Nice. You made your living off of stealing black people's art, and now you're like, get him out of here. And then, yeah, you basically Fucking were like, asshole, I'm new man. metal, and they're like, that died, and he was like, get me Sheryl Crow. <laughs> yeah. Get me a woman who broke up with a guy because he had icky, icky cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, your balls are falling gay or whatever. <laughs> Bye-bye. I will fuck Elvis Costello, but I will not fuck a one ball... I'm a two-balled <laughs> pussy lady. <laughs> I want to hear both balls slap. I don't yeah. want to hear one. It's not a pendulum. Yeah. My, when I'm fucking, this is the noise I want to hear, Lance. <laughs> Why? I don't want to hear. No. It's arrhythmic. I think my worst thing about Giant Gonzalez is probably his death. Do you think? <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like that he's dead. He had type 1 diabetes, which isn't the one where you eat too much, too many sausages, and now you have diabetes. He just he fucking had a tumor and diabetes? That's bad luck. Basically, his pancreas was a cuck, and it fucking let him know. Mm. That's probably... And I, you know what? I'm going to amend his 
my favorite thing about Giant Gonzalez is surprisingly an okay actor. Yeah, he acted like he wasn't in pain for his entire adult life. <laughs> <laughs> but like in that Baywatch episode, he's not the worst actor. <laughs> Which is insane. Yeah, I gotta tell you, that's saying something because that's stiff competition. I mean, when he falls, I mean, there's one scene. You guys can all watch it. Watch, just type in "Giant Gonzalez Baywatch" into YouTube, and then it'll it'll automatically load up that friendship montage I was talking about. And there's one smile that he gives, where they're clearly like now smile, where he goes from completely indifferent face to smiling, and it's the funniest thing in the world. Also. Hey. <laughs> what happens if you type in Giant Gonzalez Baywatch into Pornhub? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Also, never forget Dylan got stand-up is loaded onto Pornhub ads. Yeah. <laughs> Fat, Fat nerd, nerd sucks, sucks cock <laughs> at stand-up comedy <laughs> in brackets. Also, <laughs> it's, that's the, it's, the funny, it's the funniest thing. What's even funnier is uh, comedian Brendan Burns discovering that and truly thinking it's the greatest. Like, he's he went on about that for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm a G, bro. G O T T stands for Giant Gonzalez. G N orgasm you're the, on your T T. You're the Giant Gonzalez of comedy, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the Giant Gonzalez of turning this show off. Booyah, booyah, booyah! Next week we're gonna do Linda do, McMahon, do, do, do. sluts. Yeah. The business czar of the United States, the Giant Gonzalez of acting. Of <laughs> Legitimately worse than Giant Gonzalez. Also, we can say this about her. We're gonna be doing her in ring. This is her in ring, in -ring contribution. John will be touching a bit of, bit of the business stuff. I'm not up. I will admit I am not very much up to date on what her exact role within the WWF was. John knows more about that. I'll be talking more about the in-ring uh, guys. Um, maybe take a sleeping pill and just wake up next Sunday because it's going to be that fun. Bye-bye. YOLO. Peace. And now let's go to Bob Cottle and El Gigante. Thank you very much, Jim Ross. Fans, I'm here with the world's largest athlete. Seven foot seven inches tall, 435 pounds, El Gigante. And El Gigante wanted to say hello to all of his fans around the country and especially to all of his fans in Texas and Florida where he'll be wrestling soon. El Gigante. Es cierto, quiero decir hola a todos los de estado de Texas y Florida. Necesito el soporte de todos ustedes para mi carrera. Necesito tenerlos a todos en todo el país, donde quiera que haya un latino. Quiero que esté conmigo, necesito el soporte de todos ustedes. Y mientras tanto, gracias, gracias por todo. Vamos, estado de Florida y Texas. Fans, wherever Eligante is, if he's in your town, don't miss a chance to see this amazing...